live, statewide, on the Ref Radio Sports Network. Here's the 3-2. Got him! Look it! And the inning is over! Look at the Sandman. He is fired up. It's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Little blooper towards second and a reaching, diving catch made by Diego. Wow. Join in and text the show on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Or sound off on the law offices of Rod Polston Tax Resolution Line at 405-329-9000. He blasts one to left, hits deep, track, whoa, go! Swung on and driven to left and deep, and it is gone! It's a walk-off grand slam for Peyton Graham, and you can unhitch the wagon! What a comeback! Now, live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. First of all, I'll say it's a shame that we have to do this. It's really despicable. Nothing was done wrong. It was all in the, and the way we do things, the ethics in which we do things. And these families, it's despicable that a reputable head coach could come out and say this when he doesn't get his way or things don't go his way. The Celtics don't just answer the call. They dominate start to finish in a blowout Game two, road win. The final score, Boston 127, Miami 102. The narcissist in him doesn't allow those things to happen. It's ridiculous. But when when he's not on top and the parody in college football he's been talking about, go talk to coaches who coach for him. You'll find out all the parody. Go dig into wherever he's been. Here's the 3-1. Line drive deep into left field. That ball's rocketed out of here. It's a two-run homer for Peyton Graham. And the Sooners are in front. In Lubbock. You can call me anything you want to call me. You ain't calling me a cheat. I don't cheat and I don't lie. Because I learned that when I was a kid. If you did, the old man slapped you side of the head. Maybe somebody should have slapped him. Here's the one-two to Squires. Fly ball, deep left field. If this is fair, it's gone. It is a home run. It's a home run. A two-run shot for Brett Squires. And it's home run derby in Lubbock. Have you had any contact with Nick since? No. Oh, he's called. You just didn't take the call? Not going to. We're done. Washburn at second. First pitch swinging. Grounded to third. Clark's got it. Throw across, and you can unhitch the wagon. The Sooners have taken the opener on Thursday night in Lubbock. A giant win for their NCAA resume, and their hopes for a Big 12 title are still alive. Final score in game one, it's Oklahoma 13 and Texas Tech 8. Hour two, T-Row in the morning show, emanating live from the hub city of Lubbock, Texas today. Friday, May 20th, El Vente de Mayo. Brought to you every day by Extreme Outdoor Equipment, folks. Listen, just got out there, got a couple of mows under your belt, and you're realizing, I need it. I, I, this ain't working. I thought I could go another summer with my old riding lawnmower and it's falling apart it's not giving me a good cut it's a bottom line it's not giving you a good cut do yourself a favor and go get yourself a bad boy all right 
Go get yourself a bad boy at Extreme Outdoor Equipment. They are a full-line dealer for bad boy zero-turn mowers, tractors, and implements. And they'll let you try it before you buy it. Both of their locations in Newcastle and Goldsby have a couple of acres of grass, and they encourage their customers to take the mowers for a spin. And they can decide which is the right mower for them. Bad Boy Zero Turn Mowers, made in America. They've been one of the top brands of mowers for more than a decade. I'm a bad boy. You can be a bad boy, too. Uh, Where do you want to go here, Teej? Would you rather talk baseball or something else right here? No, baseball's great. Let's do it. Sooners win 13-8 last night in Lubbock. They hit six home runs. Give me your thoughts before I say anything else. Here's uh, here's how my baseball and my sports superstition mind works. So we had baseball practice last night. I get into the truck, turn on the truck, and the uh, first thing you call is Spikerman's home run. And I says, sweet, that's the way to turn on a truck in a uh, broadcast. I mean, Who it was, knew he could hit home it runs, It was the right? uh, next pitch. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was the, the pitch you were calling was the one he hit out. So we drive home. We go inside. I uh, start getting some dinner ready and everything like that. I turn on the uh, air fryer, the Alexa. Uh, well, um, no, I didn't have to run the air fryer last night. This was just oh. uh, grabbing whatever you wanted last night after practice. Um, so I say, uh, you know, Alexa, play. Uh, you know, tell her all the thing. You know, get the game on. And uh, it comes on, and I think it was Peyton Graham. I'm, I've lost track of who hit home runs when, but I think it was Peyton Graham. You're like, and that ball's gone! And I said, I'm just going to keep doing this. Turn the radio off, turn it back on, it's going to hit a home run. <laughs> it happened three times last night because I wow. turned it off again at another time. I come back to you, and uh, someone else is hitting a home run. So uh, that was fun. That was a lot of fun. That was a... Um, you know, one of those games where you hear what's going on in the OSU Baylor game, and you're like, "Oh man, please don't let this be contagious around the league tonight," because OU's sitting on this big lead, and then they start putting some things together in that ninth inning. And you're like, "Ah, oh, just close this out." And uh, luckily, they had given themselves enough of a cushion that that was no problem, and uh, really just a fun game to listen to, man. Uh, you know, when you when your team is the one hitting that many home runs in a game, it's like when you have a basketball team that gets hot and they're just draining threes all over the place. So yeah. that was that was fun last night. And and lock it, it's done. Really, it's done. That's it. You're in. They're in the tourney. They're said. in the tourney. Lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. I think you're right. Yeah. So that was even better. Now the pressure's off you a little bit. Go out and you can go take your shot at a uh, regular season uh, conference championship. OU's played 51 games this year, two of those against Tech. And they have hit 22% of their home runs this season against Texas Tech. How about that? I heard you say that last night. That's amazing. They have hit 11 home runs in two games, 49 on the season. That's it. This is not a big home run hitting team. But they hit five off of them in Amarillo, six last night. We've had it go both ways this week because Wichita State hit a ton on OU on Monday night, and when it's the other team, you're like, these guys are cheating. They're rolling their bats. Something's going on. Nobody can hit. But when it's your team, you're like, man, we're unbelievable. Obviously, we're not cheating, so this is just fantastic. Big win. Um I cannot explain baseball to you. I, 
I have no idea how that was the same team that got shut out by Wichita State. <laughs> exactly. On yeah. Almost got no hit. It is inexplicable. They were facing a guy last night who was seven and zero, who was five and zero in the Big Twelve, who has been dominant. And OU hung nine runs on him. Um, for whatever reason, when they get into the weekend on Big Twelve play. This offense is dynamic, man. Just dynamic. Now, maybe the well will dry up the next couple of days. I don't know. But um, another, they're 2-0 and against Tech. They have now played, uh, let's see, OSU four times, Tech twice, TCU three times, that's nine, Texas three times, that's 12. Those are the four teams considered the elite in the Big 12, the no-brainer NCAA tournament teams. OSU, Texas Tech, TCU, and Texas. And they are 7-5 and five against those teams. They're in the tournament. They're in, yeah. I mean, that's not, yeah. It's, that, that was huge last night, like I said, as far as pressure goes. Minimum of 14 game wins now. I mean, minimum 14-10 minimum and 10 in Big 12 play even if they lose these next two. And um, the value of a road win at Tech added in there. And uh, minimum fifth place in the conference. That's the lowest they can now finish. Uh, I guess things could get crazy and there could be a ton of bid stealers and OU loses their next four in a row. But I think even if that were to happen, that they're in at this point. And now, now they can try to, you know, they can try to not only win a Big 12, but maybe make a run at a one seat. Maybe make a run at a regional here. So here's the situation in the conference. TCU's in the house at 16-8. and eight. Uh, They have been guaranteed now a share of the Big 12 title at least. Texas Tech was the only team that had a chance to pass them, and now they can't. OU and Tech are tied for second at 14-8. OSU lost last night to Baylor, blew an 11-3 late-inning lead. Cowboys are a game back of the Sooners in fourth place at 13-9. And And Texas and West Virginia both won last night. They're tied for fifth place at 12-10. So Oklahoma and or Tech – need to win these last two games. If either one of them win their last two games, they will share the Big 12 title with TCU. OSU cannot now get a piece of the Big 12 title. It will be either TCU outright or they will share it with either OU or Tech. Uh, If OU were to sweep this weekend, they would be the one seed in Arlington. They would share the title with TCU. And by virtue of their turn, uh, uh, series win over the Frogs, the Sooners would be the one seed in Arlington. Um, so that's uh, that's where we stand with two games to go in the season. Um, OSU has now lost four in a row. They're getting in, but they're once. I mean, they were a lock to be a seed or to be a host. And probably a national seed before that Tech series. And I, they're definitely not a national seed right now. And that 
hosting thing is slipping the wrong direction. If they lose another game to Baylor, um, that could be in jeopardy. So the Cowboys are kind of going the wrong direction at the wrong time right now. But it's tight, and that was that was massive last night. Um, here's what Skip had to say after the win. And we're on the field with Skip Johnson. Our post-game interview brought to you by Brahms. Coach, congratulations. Huge win for your team tonight. Yeah, I mean, I thought the offense came out and did a good job. Jake was a little bit uh, shoddy a little bit early. Then he started making pitches late and kind of ran out of gas. And Trevin was good. Uh, just wish we had closed out a little bit better at the end. How about the power from your team against Tech this year? That's 11 home runs you've hit against them now. Well, I don't, the first night was the wind was blowing out 50, but yeah. uh, uh, put some good swings on it. Uh, tribute that to uh, uh, what Manhook and Coach Will has been doing offensively, and, and uh, they got them on the right track. You talked earlier today. You liked what you saw in your team's eye, eyes when they came out here to Lubbock this week. Yeah, I mean, that was that's a big thing. I mean, you, you know that. I don't know what happened on Monday, but, you know, they, we're dealing with young men, and uh, it's hard for those guys to be consistent. That's why they're in college. So uh, um, they come out here with a mission, and we'll see what happens tomorrow. They played really good today offensively. Uh, I think we could have been a little bit better defensively. I don't know in the first inning if that ball's fair or foul. I couldn't even tell you. They said it, it was uh, – uh, it, st- it stood, it wasn't confirmed, so I don't know. feel like this is it? you feel like this stamps your ticket? Oh, I don't even know about that, but uh, uh, we just got, we can't control that. All we can control is our effort on the field, and if we give a good effort, that's all we can worry about. Way to go, Skip. Thank you. Uh, two quick things. One, as we suspected yesterday, the running game caused Tech problems. Six stolen bases last night. A couple of them led directly to runs. They went six for six. Tech didn't come close to throwing anybody out. Uh, no, that's not true. The last guy of the game, uh, no, that was a, he was trying to advance to second on a, a single. Uh, Kendall Pettis got thrown out. So six for six on stolen bases, I think. I'm pretty sure that's right. And tonight will be very difficult. Brandon Birdsell, uh goes for Tech tonight. Tim Tadlock likes to throw his best pitcher in game two. He's kind of had dual aces all year with the Andrew Morris kid last night and Birdsell. But Birdsell is a really legitimate candidate for Big 12 Pitcher of the Year. So um, Sandlin versus Birdsell tonight, this will be a tough ask. But if they could win tonight, I would say OU's got the advantage in the pitching matchup tomorrow. So they would have a legitimate shot for a sweep if they could win tonight. But big ask tonight against Birdsell. He's 97, 98-mile-an-hour fastball. 90-plus strikeouts this year. He's really, really good. I have actual audio of you from last night. Can I play that? Um, okay. Why are we coming back from break? I'm making my way through the Texas Tech crowd. I'm going back after this. (laughs) That's true. That's true. (laughs) So, our... I got to get from the press box to the field, and it's hard to do it, Tech. But I could pull it off at a three-minute break, I think. And the break uh, after the bottom of the ninth was supposed to be a three-minute break. And our board op ran the wrong break. And when he came back to me, he said, go. And I'm like, go? What? I'm in the middle of a crowd of Texas Tech people on a ramp doing circles trying to get down to the field. And he goes, Q. And I'm like, what? Why are we coming out of break? I don't I have no idea why, <laughs> why we're coming out of break. 
then you're like, I'll show you, jerk. Back to break right now immediately. And then it was like dead air, and he's like, you could tell he's scrambling. Like, I've got to find this river wind spot. Slow down, Toby Rowland. Well, instead of punching the three-minute break he was supposed to, he punched another, like, one-minute one minute pitching change break, and I still wasn't all the way down to the field. It was a, it was a little oh, bit of a train wreck. I was there. cracking up. I'm, I'm trying to make my way through the Texas Tech crowd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly where it was. All right, quick break. NCAA Regional starts tonight. For softball in Norman, the Sooners get Prairie View tonight as they begin their quest for Oklahoma City and back-to-back national championships. Oklahoma scheduled to play at 6.30 tonight. Game one between Texas A&M and Minnesota is at 4 o'clock. We'll talk more about this coming up back after this. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by Extreme Outdoor Equipment. Four-wheelers, side-by-sides, UTVs, travel trailers, or motorhome rentals. With two locations, I-35 at Goldsby exit 104B and I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle exit 108. T-Row in the morning show. Toby and TJ back with you this hour. Brought to you by Saxon Realty Group. I've been telling you for a long time. They are the home of the $8.99 listing fee. Terry and Jackie Saxon will give you great customer service. Do it for a lot less. Put that money in your pocket. 405-361-3380 or Saxon. RealtyGroup.com. Air Comfort Solutions text line. You hit on this yesterday, but this text just simply says, OU at Villanova. That's right. The uh, Big 12 Big East battle draw this year in men's basketball will send the Sooners to Villanova. It is, however, at least reportedly on December 3rd, which is the same day as the Big 12 football championship game. Hoping the Sooners are in that. So mm-hmm. may have mm-hmm. to send uh, Chad or or um, somebody out to Nova, to Philly, for that game. I hope not. I'd like to call that. Let's... I hope it's on a different date. I hope OU's in the football championship game, and I hope that basketball game is on a different date. That's what I hope. This thing about jerky is getting it stuck in your teeth and gum swelling, trying to toughen up before the SEC move. Well, good point. I do love it with a bag of jerky that supplies you with a toothpick. Old Trapper is not one of those, TJ. Jerky comes uh, with a toothpick sometimes? Yeah, there are some beef jerkies I've that will never... give you one of those plastic toothpicks in the bottom. Huh. I don't know uh, that I've ever noticed you know what? that. I don't know that I looked for it yesterday, or maybe there is one down there, but I do. Uh, I have some toothpicks in the car that were able to help me with that. Sometimes you do get a little jerky cut in between the uh, chompers there. So, yeah. Uh, this person is uh, Zach Bryan, actually from Ulaga, talented young man. I think he spent time in both. I think he spent time in both, but you're you're probably correct. Uh, the Roland, known as Toby, who cuts his hair with a Floby, travels a lot of miles and always smiles. The Roland, known as Toby. That's <laughs> from, from Ralph and Tulsa. Is that a limerick? <laughs> the Roland, known as Toby, who cuts his hair with a Floby, travels a lot of miles and always smiles. The Roland, known as Toby. Clown axe. <laughs> Thank you, Ralph. Oh, uh, that's a picture of a tweet that I 
probably need glasses for, so I apologize whoever sent that in. I'll try to zoom in on it in a minute. Um, good morning, TJ and Toby. This is Mr. OU. I would like to give a shout-out to the men's golf team, coaches, and family that made me feel like a part of the team. Also, good luck to the women's tennis team. I will be there with you in spirit. Told me that would be cool if we took a road trip to baseball game together. TJ, don't forget, I'm waiting on my invite for the baseball game. And also, how do you think our Mavs will do? My, uh, may God continue to bless you guys and your family. Thank you for your love and support, and always Boomer Sooner for life. Um, I, I told you, Mr. O, you, you are invited anytime. If rain does not get us, we play Monday night at... He's coming to one of Bronx's games. Yeah, he wants to come to one of Bronx's games and uh, <laughs> perform. Like, could, so was he out with the golf team? Oh, you didn't see the picture? No, I didn't see that picture. I, normally, I oh, see all of his stuff. Great. I didn't see that. No, he was in full OU golf regalia <laughs> with a giant OU chain around his neck. He had like oh, a visor awesome. on, I think, and everything. It was fantastic. Uh, Six fifteen Monday uh, over at Reeves. There, Mister OU, you're invited. Everyone's I think invited. if you go, I think I saw the picture on the official OU men's golf account. I think I'm sure Mr. OU reposted it on his account, but Twitter. But That's it was funny. it was great. That is funny. <laughs> uh, last one I have here says uh, for future non candy jerky enjoyment, try Iowa Smokehouse and Cattleman's Cut. They are most excellent and are sold at Atwoods. Huh. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. Good to know. Thank you for that recommendation. Anything else for me back there, T? Uh, we're caught up on the text line. All right, you could text the show, Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. Day two underway at Southern Hills, PGA Championship. We got golfers on the course. Your leader is Rory McIlroy. He shot a 5-under 65 yesterday. He will not tee off until afternoon. Will Zalatoris and Tom Hoagie one shot back. Among those at, well, three at three under. JT, my pick, Justin Thomas, three under. Matty Kuchar, I've always been a big Matt Kuchar fan. I feel like Matt Kuchar is like somebody's dad that accidentally wandered onto the course and is out there playing with the professionals, you know, trying to fake it. Like, I hope nobody catches me. He He does not look like a professional golfer at all. But he's at three under. And the sooner Abraham answer a three-under par opening round, uh, he'll tee off this afternoon as well. The Golf Channel, when I got home last night, TJ, or I got to the hotel last night, I was watching the uh, Golf Channel reca- uh, recap of day one, mm-hmm. and they did a feature on Abe answer and how he's a sooner and he's – He's talking about walking the course yesterday, and on every hole he'd have 10 or 15 people yell Boomer Sooner at him and how cool that is. And the Golf Channel correspondent said in the story something about he played for Ryan Heibel at OU. And then he went on and said a couple of more sentences, and then you could tell somebody in his ear corrected him, and he goes, uh, he, he goes, I, I apologize, it's Ryan Hibble. I know you, but it was funny. I was laughing. He called him Ryan Heibel. <laughs> so apparently Abe's getting some sooner love out there on the course. And I really hope he plays well today. I would love to see him in the hunt on the weekend with all the sooner fans How out cool there at Southern be? Hills. Yeah. That would be great. That, that would, would be get great. me to tune in. So come on, Abe. Two under par. There's a whole bunch. Matt Fitzpatrick, Lucas Herbert, Joaquin Neiman, Chris Kirk. 
Mito Pereira, Xander Shoffley, Cameron Smith, Kevin Na, and Davis Riley. Uh, Tiger, tough day yesterday. He shot four over. Going to have to have a good day today to make the cut, although there were a bunch of high scores, and the wind is blowing today. So that cut, I don't know where it's going to be, but it might be right around there. I mean, it might be right around fourth, but that would mean he's going to have to shoot even parish today to get there in these elements. And the foot was bothering him big time yesterday. So I've got my I got my doubts that Tiger's going to be around for the weekend unless uh, he wakes up this morning feeling really good. It uh, started promising. He birdied two of the first five holes, I think, to get to two under par. But uh, as the day went on, that limp became more and more pronounced, and the bunker game was not very good yesterday at all. So we shall see. Tiger in afternoon tea time today. Ricky Fowler is at uh, plus one. Who else of note would people want to – John Daly was uh, on top of the leaderboard for a while yesterday. He ended up shooting a two over 72, which is very respectable. And if he could have another good day, he could be around for the weekend. Uh, There were some guys who were expected to contend, like Brooks Kepka, who shot a five over par yesterday. Patrick Cantlay was plus six. Matthew Wolf plus six, uh, Adam Scott plus seven. So there were some big scores yesterday at Southern Hills, and I think today is going to be even tougher with that uh, wind at 30 miles an hour plus much of the day. But uh, they should be out there playing, barring some sort of a weather delay early this morning. Also, big congratulations to Patty Gasso. News out last night that she – has been uh, selected for this year's class to the Oklahoma Sports Hall of Fame, one of the eight inductees this year into the Oklahoma Sports Hall of Fame. I'm not sure how she wasn't there already, TJ, but congratulations. That was my first thought last night when I saw that. I'm like, huh, how was she not already in the Oklahoma (laughs) Hall of Fame? And then I thought, how big is Patty Gasso's mantle for all of her uh, achievements and awards? Large mantle. Yeah, Yeah. it's a big mantle. All right, break time, 7.33 in the morning. Toby and TJ with you on a Friday. I'm live in Lubbock, and this show is brought to you every day by my friends at Extreme Outdoor Equipment. We'll be back. The Ref. Network studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado. We can help. Call 405-735-5510. All right, uh, welcome back. So we've had a... uh, Shift change as T.J. Perry is out. Drake Dyken is now in, back in studio. And before, or as we welcome Drake in, I have to make a correction here, Drake. I have made a mistake. It is not a Kurtz correction. It comes from higher up than that. So, uh, Patty Gasso, not selected for the Oklahoma Sports Hall of Fame. She was already in the Oklahoma Sports Hall of Fame. This is just the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, period. Like, you know how TJ or uh, Drake, you know how uh, you, you played uh, Trivial Pursuit, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You get all the little pies and you got to fill up the big pie with all the little pieces of pie. Yeah, that's and right. And all the different categories. Yeah. Okay, this is not just the sports and leisure piece of the pie, okay? 
This is the whole dadgum pie. All Oklahomans Hall of Fame. That's what Patty has been selected to here. So even bigger than I uh, realized. Big deal. So she's in there with, like, Will Rogers, Wiley Post. Wow. I would assume so. I am not uh, familiar with who is exactly in the Oklahoma Hall. I of mean, Fame, those are two of the most. Those seem famous, to be two yeah. logical mm-hmm. options. Yes. Uh, you want to let's spend the rest of the show guessing who's in the Oklahoma Hall of Fame. I feel like I'm uh, batting a thousand or a hundred, as uh, was once said on this yeah. show at one point. How are you, Drake Dyke? I'm I'm excellent, T. Row. I'm excellent. Uh, looking forward to big weekend. For the Diamond Sports, uh, OU Sweep, get some a share of the Big 12. How about that for baseball? And then, uh, obviously, softball, just same story, different year. So, How do you like their chances against Prairie View A&M tonight? Brent? I feel great about OU's chances against Prairie View A&M tonight. Are you concerned that Texas A&M, also in OU's regional, mm-hmm. will be buoyed by Jimbo Fisher's attack on Nick Saban yesterday and could be difficult to handle. You hadn't thought about that, had you? No, I, I, I had thought about that. I'm not concerned whatsoever about I don't cheat and I don't lie. Yeah, yeah that's right. Uh, Maybe somebody should have slapped him. <laughs> Thank you, Jimbo. <laughs> nah, I don't think the softball team's going to be affected in any way, so. Yeah, it gets underway today, 4 o'clock, game one out at Marina Heinz Field, um, Texas A&M in Minnesota. And then the Sooners will play after that against Prairie View A&M approximately 6.30 tonight. We also have women's tennis in the Elite Eight tonight, 7 o'clock. It'll be OU and Texas A&M. I, I, I mean, Texas A&M, a major part of the show today, Drake. Uh, they're playing up in Champaign, Illinois, I believe. Yeah, now I know and where they're getting all that NIL money from, this show right here. Yeah, that's probably right. What in the world's going on in your world, Drake? Uh, well, it's How's kind Penny of... How's Penny doing? Penny's doing great. Uh, she's outstanding. Uh, she went for a two-mile walk yesterday and just outstanding but uh i mean you know it's it's pretty well a slow time for me right now uh after basketball season is when i get to kind of mm-hmm. uh lounge around and just kind of make sure that you and plank have equipment for the diamond sports and yeah so pretty easy i uh i get a new ac unit uh coming in on monday so that's, that's fun exci- at your house yep 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 yep, yep. Well, that's exciting uh, are you are you uh, are you living through heat right now no, so here's what had gone on with my system. Uh, first off, I called. Is uh, this going to be an interesting story or not before you embark on it? Well, the story about your air basically, conditioning. Basically, you're about to it's, tell. It, long story short is uh, we had been kicking the can down the road the last few years as far as just putting in Freon with it. And uh, Freon is extremely expensive right now because. The two biggest exporters of refrigerant apparently are because Ukraine and Russia. Because everything is out of yeah. everything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so what cost about $100 last year to uh, refill in refrigerant was about $800. You're telling us all so. of our Freon comes from the Ukraine? Uh, supposedly a big portion of it does. How so. about that? I never Ukraine knew that. and Russia, yeah. So, so you just uh, decided to yeah, break I, down and get you a new. It AC was a sixteen-year-old uh, unit, so it was probably about time to replace it, anyways. So, 
got a decent rebate with it all, and it'll be installed on Monday. So, Did you take in a little Sooner baseball last night? Drake? I did. I listened uh, to you on the call last night. Uh, very, very uh, unexpectedly uh, exciting game last night. I was kind of expecting a pitcher's duel, but um, Sooners nope. just blew it open last night. I'm not sure we're getting a pitcher's duel this weekend. No. Now, Birdsell tonight is capable of dominating, but these are two really good offensive teams. And uh, and then you throw in a ballpark that is by nature offensive, and I think we're, we're not done scoring runs out here. So it could be a fun next couple of days. And, and kind of um, OU's playing with house money now. Um, I, I think last night secured their invite to the tourney. And regardless of what happens the rest of the weekend, I think they're in pretty good shape. Now they can just go try to climb the ladder, you know, see if you can win you a Big 12 title, see if you can uh, maybe work your way into the conversation to be a regional host. It is a very, very soft field or soft bubble for regional hosts this year. And it's there for the taking if somebody or two somebodies in this conference could get hot late. Uh, so if if Oklahoma could, you know, take the series, just win two out of three out here, that would be five in a row, five straight Big 12 series, and six out of eight. That is a strong statement. Mm-hmm. And they would go into the Big 12 tournament, I guess the two-seed Pending what OSU did, I think they would be probably the two seed and would have a case if they played well in Arlington to maybe host a regional in Norman. So Yeah, and you know as well as anybody the type of clout that this conference carries with the NCAA tournament usually is in terms of the Big 12 is well generally pretty well respected. Outside of the SEC, it's one of the more respected leagues in college baseball. That's true. I, I I would say it's third. I would say the SEC and ACC, ACC okay. are really highly thought of and are going to have more teams in the field. But the uh, uh, the Big Twelve has has some clout. You're right. It's just hard to figure out what Big Twelve teams deserve to be hosts this year. You know, it looked like for a for a period there, TCU was a no brainer. Then they've they slid back. Then it looked like OSU was not only going to host, but maybe be a national seed, and now they've lost four in a row. Uh, Texas was the number one ranked team in the country for a while, and now they're back in fifth and sixth place in the conference. So, uh, and Texas Tech, same thing. Texas Tech looked like they would be a host, then they looked like they might miss the tournament, then they went and swept OSU, and you thought, well, now Tech's going to host again. But if they have a bad weekend, who knows? So, I think there are six tournament teams in the Big 12, but I'm not sure who is going to be a host. I, I, I think a couple of teams out of this conference will end up hosting regionals, but I, I, I don't know who they're going to be, and uh, I think that could be not yet determined. And Oklahoma has gone from off the radar to with one more win out here in Lubbock, maybe on the radar in that conversation, which is is pretty exciting. It's exciting that we have now moved to talking about whether they could be a host rather than whether or not they can get into the tournament. That's exciting. But 
They got their work cut out for him tonight for sure with Birdsell on the mound. He is really, really good. Hey, by the way, Jordan Addison selects USC yesterday as his destination. What was your level of shock, Drake? Oh, I was just tremendously shocked. It was one of those blindside moments in sports. It was about like Kevin Durant going to Golden State. It was, I was completely floored. It's TJ's fault. Yep, that's right. I don't know exactly how to, why to blame him, but I feel like we should, so. All right, we'll take a break. I believe, Drake, we've got Matt Reynolds live at Southern Hills coming up next segment. Our uh, intrepid reporter on the grounds all week. He'll join us next. They are underway in round two in Tulsa. We'll be back. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by Saxon Realty Group. Call Terry or Jackie at 405-361-3380. T-Row in the morning show on a Friday, May 20. Let's go live to Southern Hills now. Matt Reynolds has been reporting boots on the ground for us all week there. He's ready. Round two underway. Matt, good morning. How are you? I'm trying not to get blown uh, north here into Kansas. Goodness gracious, the wind is up this morning. It's going to be a very fun day to watch the golf. Yeah, that's kind of the story today, right? This is going to be uh, the wind blew a little bit yesterday, but we're going to uh, we're going to have an old fashioned Oklahoma day for him today. This is as good as it gets. Oklahoma is uh, showing its best. I don't know if the golfers would agree with that, but it is. It's going to be a very exciting day, and hopefully the wind stays throughout the whole day, so it's not a competitive advantage for the afternoon group, like some think it might end up being. But we're off to a great start. So it's been a Great tournament so far. What jumped out at you in round one, Matt? What was the storyline that caught your eye yesterday? It has to be Roy McIlroy. Hasn't got out to a great start in a long time in a major championship. And to be five under uh, with the way the course was playing yesterday, I mean, he made it look easy, and it very well could have been six or seven. Uh, so he sits in the clubhouse just one up of Will Zalatoris and a few others. But I think you have to have Rory as the betting odds favorite going forward until he shows us something different today. How about our guy Abraham Answer getting out to a good start yesterday? Very good. Abe, Abe's right where you want to be. I mean, he is right where you want to be. And, oh, and I'm trying to get on this one. As you can hear, probably, it's it's going, folks, up to 40. Abe's in a great spot. You know what I love about Abe, too, Toby, is he played at Oklahoma. He's used to this one. This thing today, this is probably what Abe wants, if we're being honest, just because for him, he's got the biggest competitive advantage having played in this type of weather many, many times. He said after his round yesterday, he's hearing a lot of boomers sooner out there every time he hits a golf ball. Have you seen a lot of sooner fans out on the course? It is very evident where Abe answer is. There's a lot of uh, sooner sooner colors all across and and he's getting lifted up. I feel like he's taking this well. He's one of those guys where he's not feeling the pressure necessarily like some do when they come to a hometown place. Rather, he's feeling lifted up, and uh, so far, I think it's helped him, if anything, on the course. Tiger, a plus four in round one. He's going to have to go today to make the cut. Matt, you think he's going to do it? I don't. I don't. I I didn't think he would make it before and after yesterday. I don't know how much they showed on TV, so you all would be able to tell me more. Uh, but he slipped really, really bad on his 17th hole, which he started on 10, so that was hole 8. 
the first time they, they said his uh, shoe has really, you know, not held up. And he was really laboring on that last hole. So I think we're going to be uh, – just be thankful if he comes out and plays today. And I, I think it's going to be a very, very hard track for him to play today. I do think, though, the good news for him, there's still room. If he shoots even par, he's going to make the cut. Yeah. The cut today, you're looking at at least five or six over at, at a minimum. I think you're right. You know, at start of day, it's at plus two. That's just kind of where that line is for top 70. But uh, with the wind blowing like it is today, I think by the end of the day, you're looking at plus five or plus six. I think you're right. It's going to be down there. But, I mean, shooting even par is going to be a trick on this course today. That will not not be easy at all. Now that you've been out there for a day of, of play, of tournament play, was there a hole or anything that you found the most fascinating yesterday? Yes, there was. Hole eight. I got to watch 11 or 12 groups come through there. I saw one birdie, and I saw four pars. There was a ton of bogeys, a ton of double bogeys. It's a 252-yard par three straight into the wind, and no one could get it to the hole. Everybody was short and going left. Uh, There was very, very few that were able to get it anywhere close. And, you know, today, I hate to tell them, the wind's blowing even more. Even uh, further in that direction, so they they might have to pull out at least a three wood. For I can say for me, I don't even think my driver would get to the. Hole. Nope, uh, that's it's, a driver and a five iron for me, Matt, to get there going into the wind like that. No chance. So, uh, no oh, doubt it's about gonna, it. It's going to be fun, Matt. Hey, thanks again. We'll hear from you later in the day. Thanks, Toby. Matt Reynolds, our reports with Matt all week long out there at. Uh, Southern Hills, and we thank him for that. Who's uh, Elite Roofing? Is that right, Drake? Elite Roofing? That's right, Craig Craig Cox and Elite Roofing. Uh, OKC in Tulsa, in OKC, 405-361-3094, and in Tulsa, 918-984-5475. Elite Roofing brings us our PGA Championship updates with Matt Reynolds. All right, we'll take a break. 8 o'clock hours next.